0: Do you know your blind spots? The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Hey, welcome to Finding Freedom Podcast. Having a great week. Um, Despite some of the scares with coronavirus and I hope people, I think the biggest worry right now is more financial instead of uh, health wise or medical, but I hope people out there making wise decisions and and moving forward with your life, um, but still being careful and cautious. Um, anyway, wanted to, had an interesting conversation with my sister about blind spots and thought that was a good, a good thing to talk about in business and sales. And we'll, well as usual, we'll start off with a story about blind spots. So I had a buddy growing up and uh, his name was James and James was a super smart kid. And, uh, he got, when he was really young, he got an ear infection and I don't know if it was like when I knew him, like, like I'm talking like baby young and I remember we were went to middle school together, and then his family ended up moving away, and he came back after high school to visit. And we were hanging out, or mid high school, or something like that. And we would like go, we'd like playing loud music or like talk or whatever, and be like, ah, he'd be like, ah, that hurt, that hurt. And like, what are you talking about, James? And what happened when he was really so that ear infection was really young? They would put ear, pl- ear ear drains in his in his ear to drain out the infection, but they'd forgot to take them out, and it like calloused over it. And then they had to go back in when he was like much older and surgically remove them. And what happened was is like all those calluses went away and all of a sudden he could hear like a normal person. And uh, it was like a whole new world to him. It's really, really interesting. Um, you probably, if you want to see like this in like real life, they, a few years ago it was, it was trending is they gave these like color, they gave these color correcting glasses to people that are colorblind and they can all of a sudden see like the world of colors and it's like really emotional to watch. Um, but it brings up this, this concept of like, uh, well, handicaps really, but blind spots. And I think a lot of times most of us focus on physical handicaps, you know, it's because they're so obvious, whether that's blind deaf or, um, whatever. And, uh, you know, paraplegic, and I don't mean the labels as like a, as a negative thing. It's just a reality that some people have to deal with and, and it sucks. Um, or, or it's empowering at the same time, but um, I think because it's so easy to see the physical blind spots that we often don't see the emotional or mental blind spots today i specifically want to talk about emotional blind spots it's something we not we don't talk about a lot um, so here here's one example of a blind spot please don't take this personally offensive um, some of you probably will um, but you know those people that end up just always going through relationships like Getting married and remarried, divorced, remarried, divorced, remarried—like three or four times. Um, those most of those people have emotional blind spots um, for the their spouse <laughs> or future spouse, right? I and again, like I, I play that, I say that jokingly, but and there is a lot of heartache that goes through a lot of those people. So I don't mean to downplay that. Um, but I've I've known a few of these people in my life, and uh, they literally cannot see the difference between someone that's going to help or hurt them in a relationship. Like they're literally blind. And so because in America we have this culture of like romantic love and how like the individual is responsible for finding their mate, um, we don't put a lot of stock in other people's opinion, right? We love, we, we like to fantasize about love at first sight and we, we put in our movies and our books and everywhere. And so that's like a lot of the reality that people try to live. And um, the problem is, is that some people are literally emotionally blind in romantic love and they make really, really poor decisions with who they decide to spend their life with and commit money time or time resources and, and emotional capital, mental capital, physical capital with them. Right. And, uh, then they just keep all through these emotional roller coasters and It's so like heartbreaking to watch. But like, that's what a lot of people actually go through. And I'm sure you're, you may be laughing right now because you probably know people like that. And for these people, it would literally be better for them if they wanted like long lasting, like a committed, committed love to say, I give up at this like matchmaking thing. I am going to take out my complete responsibility for it. I'm going to work with people that really, really know and love me. And have my best interest of mine and let them do the matchmaking for me. And that would probably have them find a better mate. Yes, that is going to take away some of the romantic thrill of getting to know, some, find, go on the hunt and find somebody and win them over, you know, like, yes, it going to like take away a little bit of that. But if it's worth saving a lot of like heartache and tears, and I, I think it is worth it, you know, and so there's something to be said for, for arranged marriages for people that are um, emotionally blind or mentally blind to the, that, the, the reality of some romance, right? Um, that happens as well in business. Um, we all have our blind spots and of things we literally cannot see. Um, and sometimes we call these strengths and sometimes we call these weaknesses. I want to specifically focus on blind spots because blind spots are something we can't fix, right? We always want to like, we want to strengthen our weaknesses and, and double down our strengths or whatever. But like a blind person cannot just magically fix their eyesight, right? And not that there's not miracles that happen and all that stuff, but they, it's something that literally is a handicap and we have emotional handicaps that we literally cannot get over um, without, but we can, we we can't get over ourselves, but we can have people that we are surrounded by that make up for those weaknesses. And that's really important. Okay, let me give you a couple examples. In sales, a lot of the time, I meet with a lot of sales reps that want to be a sales manager, um, but they're completely blind um, to how to nurture and, and train and grow people, right? They could be someone that's so naturally good at sales that it's hard for them to teach others. Not that they couldn't do that eventually, but some people are literally so good at sales that they can't see out of that. And they may have the potential to be a good sales manager. Um, because they can lead the way, they can lead from the front, You know, they could be inspiring. Um, but that kind of person, if they wanted to be a, a really effective manager, would probably be best suited to find a co-manager who is really good at training, who has a duplicatable process that can define things and, and pass that knowledge on in, in a really effective way to other reps. And that, that co-managing relationship would really be really good. Yes, they would have to give up a cut of like their commission or overrides, um, but that would be much better they would much better serve them than just trying to bully it through with themselves to something they're completely blind for, right? Like people that run in the Olympics that are in the that run blind, they always have someone that holds their hand to guide them. Right. And that person could be seen as a handicapped or something that empowers them to do something. I, and I like to choose the empowering me- method. Like when I see those races that I get like really emotional and I feel it partially because I have really bad eyesight, but, um, I feel it. I think that's an empowering thing, not like a handicapper or diminishing thing. Okay. Here, here's another one. Um, a lot, some people that are, have like an operations mind, um, try to get in the sales cause they want the money or they see the, the glory or whatever, but they're just not built for it. Right. And I, I talk with a lot of reps that are like, they're very like, they try to make everything efficient. They're like an engineer mindset, right? Like they want to know the specifics about everything. They have to know everything about a product. And now all the exceptions to the rule, as you can tell, I have really like ran into a lot of these people recently. Um, and it's not that they're not talented. It's not that they don't have like strengths, um, but that, speci- that specificity, um, that attention to detail will probably hurt them in sales, most likely. Um, because they're gonna get, they're gonna be in analysis paralysis and they're gonna push that on the customer and the customer's never gonna make a decision. You know, whereas sales is like very emotional, very belief oriented. And if you can have that passion, even if you don't know jack about the product, people will actually buy more likely than, than if, from someone that knows everything about it, right? That belief is going to carry them a lot farther than product knowledge, 100%, right? And so it takes, a, but someone has to be, the problem is is some of those people are so wedded to the idea, even though it's, it's a complete blind spot for them. That it's a You need to take a take a step back, take a reality check, and, and double down on your strengths, right? Because some weaknesses are actually not weaknesses; they're they're just complete handicaps, right? Um, and we all have them. One um, like something I've always struggled with is like just flipping, investing in something and flipping it, like people talk about the flip game, right? Whether that's real estate, whether that's like little things like baseball cards on eBay, you know, or whatever. Like that's just something that's never become natural to me. I just don't get it, right? Like a product, it is what it is. And that doesn't mean I haven't improved in negotiating skills, but it's just something that's just not even like natural to me. So what that means is, is I need someone in my business that's good at it, that can evaluate the price of a product, or the, you know, that, that's underpriced, they could sell it for higher, you know, so I have to surround myself with those people to make up for that weakness. And yeah, it takes a lot of humility. It kind of sucks because like, gotta like choke that pride. You know, like stifle that pride. Um, but I've noticed as I've surrounded myself with those people, I've got a little better at that skill. But also, they've got my back, and that's way better. Um, and the biggest like takeaway from this is well, there's there's two. Is one like you got to be humble. You got to be self-aware and humble and understand like what your weaknesses are, and understand that some of those weaknesses aren't just weaknesses; they're handicaps. And then the second takeaway is you need to surround yourself with a team that's going to make up for that people that like, that's not a handicap, but that's a strength. And that's going to make you way stronger than you going out there solo, trying to like challenge the world, right? Like you're always going to be way more effective with a team. And that's, what you know, that's why I love team sports is because you have some people that are really good. At some, and yes, and some people that are bad at something, but they have the strengths, weaknesses, right? An O-lineman might want the glory of a quarterback, but that doesn't mean he's going to get it right? So you do good in your position. You lift where you're, you lift where you stand. There's an interesting, that's from Dieter F. Uchtorf, a really good talk. Um, if you want to look it up, lift where you stand. Um, and then you're going to be way more effective. And yeah, some of those positions aren't in the limelight. Some of those positions might not be what you want. Um, some of those positions are in the, so you might be someone that's good in the limelight, but you want the shadow. <laughs> you want to be behind the scenes, <laughs> right? But that's good. But you're, that's what your strength is. So you got to double down on it. You got to get over some of those maybe fears, uh, it works both ways, but I, I want you to take time to self-reflect and also be willing to talk to other people, what your weaknesses are and what your handicaps are, your emotional handicaps. Those are so dangerous. They're so hard to see and, uh, reach out for help and grow. And if this has been valuable to you, share this with your, in your sales meetings or, or share this with someone you would appreciate. Maybe someone you know has a blind spot and you're afraid to talk to them about, about it and say, you know, this, this podcast really helped me. So you kind of inadvertently passive aggressively get them to talk about it. Anyway, appreciate listening, Listen, and we'll chat with you later.